You're listening to the Realized Empath Podcast, where we get real about loving and stumbling through our sensitive lives with your host and holistic counselor, Kristen Schwartz, who helps redefine what's possible for an empath who embraces a path of self-healing. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Realized Empath Podcast. I'm Kristen Schwartz. I'm so glad that you're here. So for today's topic, we are going to talk about transmuting energy and what that means and specifically what that means to an empath. So transmuting energy is a topic that is widely talked about amongst different spiritual circles. And I've seen many posts and articles about it over the years. And I think that my view on it in terms of being highly sensitive, um, intuitive, and an empath may be different than many of those spiritual circles. So what transmuting energy actually means is it's basically the idea of taking negative energy and transforming it into positive. So we have two different ways of looking at that. So we have, let's say it's our own energy or um, our own emotions or feelings. So it's about transforming that into a more positive outlook, or it could be when it comes to empaths, you might see people talk about how we pick up on others, emotions, feelings, and energy. And I've seen a lot of people say that that's the empaths purpose is to actually transmute that energy for other people. Here is my view on that. I don't think as empaths or highly sensitive people or intuitives that we are here to transmute other people's energy. And here's another point to make when we're talking about the idea of transforming negative energy into positive when it just comes to ourselves, we also want to be very careful that we are not rejecting our feelings, emotions, and energy, and we're not trying to like bypass where we're at in the moment and trying to force ourselves into a more positive outlook or positive thoughts or positive attitude. Um, that's a really slippery slope that you got to watch because we can end up gaslighting ourselves and actually not sitting with that maybe denser energy or emotions, which is necessary to actually move through it and heal it. So I want to be very mindful of that when it comes to our own energy. So when we're talking about other people's energy, so let's say where we go out into the world and we're picking up on and we're noticing all the energy of other people. And sometimes we can develop this, almost this sense of like codependency, people pleasing that we think that if we're picking up on denser energy or even the pain of other people, that it's our responsibility to somehow, and I'm using air quotes, fix it, transmute it, help them make it better, which is really from our stance of judgment anyways, that we think that if we're sensing or feeling uh, like pain in another person, that we know what's best for them and it would be best if we helped them move out of where they're at. So empaths, of course, are naturally drawn to healing, which is great, but where it can we can get off um, 
you know, off the road a bit is when we self-identify or we look at ourselves as a rescuer of others. So let's talk about that for a minute. Um, the rescuer of others are feeling like we or we're the fixer. This can come and become, um, how, what's the word? So we can take on this job in childhood um, if we learned through helping that we received more attention, more, I say love, but sometimes in this state, we, we think attention is love. We get more positive feedback. Um, we, you know, we become the person that everyone goes to. So it really, it fills the ego in a sense of feeling wanted and needed. So taking on that rescuer role can start very young in childhood. And then if you're an empath or you have that empathic antenna, where you're able to pick up on other people's pain, and then you have, so you have that born gift, it will be very easy for us to slip into being responsible for someone else's emotional, physical, or, you know, spiritual or mental health. And I get it because I am and was this child and adult, and I still have to be very mindful of what my intention is. Um, and I have to be very mindful when I start to pick up on those energies. I need to watch my thoughts and watch where my mind wants to take me in it because we do notice the pain and we notice when people are hurting and we take that pain into our hearts, into our bodies, and then immediately we, we know, we're like, oh, wow, this doesn't feel good. How do I release this? So we end up thinking that if I can somehow help the, uh, help the other person release it for themselves, I will feel better. So the intention really behind it is for us to feel better. And we think that the the route to that is to fix and help another person release what they're going through in the moment. So let me tell you an actual personal story in terms of what the cost is when we are putting most of our energy into focusing on other people's energy, focusing on other people's feelings and how they feel we end up losing ourselves. And that's what happened to me. I had gotten so used to and in this habit of focusing outward because I was feeling so much on the inside that I was hyper-focused on fixing and managing other people's energy because I thought that was the answer to feeling less, right? Feeling less on the inside, feeling less in my mind, feeling less in my heart. And I ended up being completely disconnected from myself. Like I didn't, at one point in my life, I couldn't have told you like, what do you like? What would you, you know, if you had all the money in the world, what would you be doing? Those, those questions that if you had a, just even a slight connection to yourself, you'd be able to answer. And I could not answer. And here's another way that the cost of focusing on other people's energy and attempting to transmute it for them, how the this cost is enormous for that other person too. Because think about this. If we believe that holding all of their pain for them 
and doing the work for them is is the right answer, then we are basically holding them apart of their own revelations, of their own aha moments, of their own moments of healing where they can sit in the in the knowing that they are powerful enough and competent enough to move through the pain on their own. And I don't say on their own, meaning they need to be alone. There's all kinds of community care and um, you know, there's all kinds of ways that we can connect with other people to move through our pain. But we're talking about the belief of the empath or the highly sensitive person who believes that they know how to get this person through the pain, right? So were we be the answer instead of that other person being able to find the answer for themselves? Another thing I noticed um, in my own journey is I would come across people and I, I, I don't use the word attract like I don't believe that we attract narcissists or um, that we're somehow destined to have the same people in our life, but I do believe in patterns. So when we have the pattern of we see ourselves as the fixer um, or we think, right, so we think we have this gift and we're here to actually help other people through their own pain, then we will be drawn more to the people who also believe that they don't have the power and they need someone to do the work for them. So then we end up in the same type of relationships, which I found to be true for me over the years. What I've come to understand through my journey and through working with other empaths is we're not here to heal other people. We're not here to somehow transmute their energy so they can live a more empowered life. We're here to heal ourselves so we can live a more empowered life. We're here to learn how to set those energetic boundaries, those healthy boundaries within a relationship so we we can hold our own pain and they can hold their pain and we can each have our own challenges and struggles and stand beside each other while we all take that responsibility to heal ourselves. And I want to note, when we are used to carrying other people's pain for them, and we've done it since a, you know, since a very young age, we can carry that. It, you know, it's years and years of carrying that pain. So we have to get to a point where we decide and we understand that we don't have to carry anyone else's pain for them. We don't have to carry another person's energy for them. So an empath, we're not responsible for transmuting other people's energy or other people's pain. We're responsible for healing ourselves and then embracing our power in healing and then radiating that out as an example. We're modeling that for others. As human beings, we are all here to experience our own personal journey and allowing other people to experience theirs. And you may ask, well, if we're not here to take the energy that we notice and help them through it, then what's the point of us feeling so much? And that's a great question. And here's what I believe. 
I believe the ability to tap into that energy and feel what other people are, are feeling is not there for us to step in and be their guru. It's, it's a gift for us that we can, if, if it's there, right? If the connection between us and that other person is there and there's boundary, healthy boundaries where communicating and holding space for that other person is appropriate then we can go deeper with a person. We can really hold that space of true understanding and compassion. So we have the ability to really reach other people very deeply. But I do not believe that we are noticing all that we do because we are here to solely fix or hold the weight of the world. So let's spend the next few minutes. I want to share a couple ways, a couple tools in my toolbox in terms of helping you release energy that you're picking up in real time. So let me share the first one. If let's say you're taking a walk with someone and they're telling you a story about their day and the story that they're telling you is actually uh, evoking some anxiety, maybe some anger in them. And you're starting to feel that in your body. Here's what you can do. Now, this is, um, let's say you're on a walk with this person so you can see the person. So you want to notice subtle differences between you and the other person. So let's say you have a red sweatshirt on that day. You can say, I'm wearing a red sweatshirt. And let's say you have a hat on. You can say, I'm wearing a hat today. Um, Or let's say they have white tennis shoes on and you have purple tennis shoes on. You're going to say, I'm wearing purple tennis shoes today. So you're going to notice just some subtle differences between you and the person that you're in front of. And that brings back your focus on your own energy and you know your physical form. So you will notice the anxiety and the anger that they're feeling. You will notice that shift and escape your body and you will become more centered in your own energy field. Here's another way that you can connect to your own energy. And this may take some practice and that's okay. Have fun with it. Um, but I, I call this tapping into uh, the buzzing in your hands. So I call it the buzzing in your hands because your energy field, when you're able to tap into it, feels like a slight buzz. It's like a buzzing sensation. So you can sit down wherever you're at and just kind of clear your mind and flip your hands palm up and you can put them on the table. You can put them on Um, your lap, whatever's most comfortable. And I want you to just close your eyes and focus on the about a half an inch to a quarter inch um, floating above the palm. So, and just kind of put all of your energy and focus on that area until you start to notice a slight buzzing sensation in the palms of your hands. It almost feels like at the very beginning when your, maybe your hands start to fall asleep, you know, that's like a slight, but it's a very slight buzz. It's not uncomfortable at all. And as you get really good at noticing that buzzing sensation, um, the two easiest places to notice this are the palms of your hands and the, and the bottoms of your feet, soles of your feet. Um, as you get better and um, you practice, you can actually follow that buzzing energy field. You can follow it up your arms to the uh, top of your back. But the reason why this is so helpful is this is your ability to actually tune back into your energy field. So you can be on the phone with someone, 
You can be in front of someone. You can be driving with your eyes open, obviously, and you can actually tap into your own energy field and bring your awareness back to your energy. So that allows the other person that you're with to have their experience and you are still connected to your own energy. Now, here's the truth. So if I have a day and I have moments in that day where I'm not really focused or tuned into what I'm picking up on, because we all have those moments where we get past a certain event and we're like, whoa, right? So now we're like feeling the heaviness or we're feeling drained and we weren't really conscious in the moment. So it's like the after effects, right? So here are my go-tos when it comes to noticing that my body and my energy has already been affected and I'm wanting to release and um, come back into my own body and more grounded, right? More grounded in my own body. So movement is, is a huge is a huge one for me. So if I'm feeling any anxiety or if I'm feeling tightness in my chest, um, I know what works best for my body and that is power. So I will lift weights. I will do more um, high impact um, you know, exercises, let's say uh, burpees or squats. And remember, this is because I know what works best for my body. So for you, you figure out what movement you need in the moment, maybe dancing. I turn to dancing too. I'll turn on a song, depending on where my energy is before a session, I'll turn on a specific song that's called to me or I know that's going to work and I will dance it out before a session to make sure my energy is at a level that I need it before I go into an hour session with the client. Another great way that I have found that works really well for me to release energy that I am carrying is to do a grounding um, energy releasing meditation or not really a meditation, it's a visualization. So you can stand anywhere. I do it, um, you know, double points if you are able to do it outside um, with your shoes off in the grass because then you get grounding um, actually to the planet while you do the visualization, but you can do it anywhere. You can sit down, you can stand up, you can go outside, whatever works for you. And then I visualize that the bottoms of my feet, roots are coming out the bottoms of my feet. And then I set the intention to release any energy that I'm holding that is vibrating lower than love. And I actually see in my mind's eye that energy leaving the bottoms of my feet and going out the roots and into the planet. Like I said, you don't have to be outside on the earth. You can actually be on a second floor um, you know, on the second floor in a house and you can stand and still have those roots go all the way down through the first floor, through the foundation of the house and into the earth, right? Your mind is a powerful, powerful thing. And so you can see um, in your mind's eye, whatever you need to, to make this visualization work. And I will release heavy energy um, that way. And you, you can notice, right? When you're focusing, you'll notice when that energy is shifted because you will feel it in your body. You will feel lighter. You will feel the heaviness escape from whatever area in your body you hold that heaviness. And last but definitely not least is the old faithful is meditation, stillness, taking a moment to slow down the mind, slow down the thoughts, connecting to my body so I can really tune into where I'm holding 
the energy? Where, you know, where, where does it feel, you know, heavy? Where does my body feel dense? And usually for me, it shows up in my chest, in my upper shoulders, in my upper back. So taking that moment of stillness and really connecting to my body and connecting to that energy and setting the intention to release. And you can do it through breath. You can also do it through a visualization, through meditation, setting the intention to release the energy that's vibrating lower than love and spending that moment or moments in silence in a meditative state naturally recalibrates uh, your vibration. So meditation is something that I truly believe in and has made a huge difference in my life over the years. Empaths and sensitives, I understand that we, I believe, and I understand that we are all natural healers. We have that healing energy and that's something to be um, grateful for. But we are not here to transform everyone's negative energy into positive. It is not our responsibility to fix other people's energy. We are all here to have our own unique human experience, and we are all here to take responsibility for our own healing, noticing what comes up for us and to go deeper into who we are so we can show up every day the best version of ourselves. I wish you a wonderful rest of your week. Well, that is today's show, you guys. I wish you an amazing rest of your week. And let's all set the intention to show up as our radiant selves and really model what living a lifestyle of healing looks like. I will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Realized Empath Podcast. Revisit past episodes or contact Kristen at realizedempath.com. Did you love this episode? Please share it with a friend. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, sensitive souls.